Hello, hello. hello. What's going hey, on? What's going on? Well, welcome much, to the man. pod. Thanks. I'm uh, I'm excited. Excited to be here. I know, I know. This should be great. This should be great. After after having Ahmed for a couple of podcasts, we needed some quality. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows basketball for sure. He surprisingly he's been a great guest. I was I was surprised. Yeah. I think he Anyways, wants to just Oh, well, when doesn't he want it? It just I don't know. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into it right away. There's a couple things we're going to discuss. Um so top 20 and we're going we're going off of the ESPN kind of ranks. I know not everybody's feeling those, but just kind of to make it easy for us, I just kind of go through that top 20 and see like, ah, I don't feel like that guy's there or whatnot. Okay. So um, they have, yeah, go ahead. They have, so yeah, they have Harden and Russ at the top. Uh-huh. And I mean, I think for me personally, like after last year, cause I've tried punting categories and I mean, that didn't really work. So I'm trying to go for his, much of a balanced team as I can. Mm-hmm. So I see like Harden, Russ, and I, I know, well, especially not really as much with Harden, but with Russ for sure, you're probably losing field goal percent no matter what, uh, turnovers as well. And I mean, I don't really like getting a negative guy like that early. So that's why I think KD and Giannis are the top two. But after that, I think um, there's like a group of four guys and Harden and Russ are in that with, Cat and AD, I think. Yeah, to, to me, it's it's an interesting dynamic of going with. I think whoever you draft, like I think first two guys. So whether if you know if you have two guys in the first round or you know first and second round, I really think you gotta. The way I'm looking at this draft is, okay, who's who's gonna be there in second round? So like if I take Westbrook, are, am I gonna have the guys that kind of offset his? bad things in the second round like i'm not necessarily looking at it like okay whoever is ranked you know number 11 12 13 i'm going like okay so if i take ad in the first round is it easier for me to get a elite point guard in second round or elite bigs i'm I'm, i think i'm gonna go that strategy this year versus straight up from okay that guy's ranked number one i gotta get him yeah and I think I think you go for, you go best player available for sure, and then fit around him. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, your first two picks are going to decide what your team is going to be. So, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I the, Harden. If Melo doesn't go there, uh, I can see you know somebody wanting to build a team around him. But yeah, I'd. I'd you know, I've I've said it for a long time. I think KD is by far, and I, I really don't think it's close. I think even even with the missed games, let's say you know they rest in a couple games, you know they blow out some teams in the first half. I still think he's elite. One is because he literally is their Draymond Green of last year. So like he's picking up those rebounds, he's picking up those blocks, his steals are there, his assists are just nat, his assists are just natural, like passing to Curry and 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 Clay. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that on a per game basis, like he's by far the best player. It's it's really not close. It's just uh I think uh I mean I'm personally a fan of Giannis 
I definitely wanted to own him this year. So I was willing to overpay a little bit. Um, but I also take age into consideration because Giannis is significantly younger than KD. So, you know, he's got room for growth. He's not going to get rested like KD. And I think the mm-hmm. reason KD's rated so low is because he got injured at the end of the year last year. So, which again, I think is a little bit harsh, but um, ESPN uh, definitely has it kind of messed up having him at seven right now. It, it, I, I agree. I mean, seven is way too low, but, and I was talking to Zaid and I think an interesting thing about him is like last year, he was that guy like, eh, how's he going to fit? You know, w- will they be able to get, get their stats with so many of them? But to me, it's like this dude just left being named finals MVP. And I think coming into this year, that's his team. Like, not just for the fans, but he knows that Curry knows that the whole organization knows. So, like, with that, knowing that now, I just think he, he gets better. He's more relaxed. You know, he's like, okay, I am yeah. the best player on this team. And I don't know. I mean, I'd take him. Uh, would I would I trade a lot to get that, you know, one knowing that I have four or, for instance, in your case, number two and, and five? Uh, I don't know. I think if you're getting Giannis or if you're getting whoever, James Harden, AD, uh, I think you're all right. I don't know if I'd give a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's go down the list. To sell those picks, so. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, for you sure. can. Um, so AD and Cat four and five, and and Giannis three. So how would you obviously Giannis for you in front of those two bigs? Yeah, yeah. I think mainly just because of the assists. Um, he has the durability over AD, which is nice. And then Cat um, obviously has a new teammate. So Giannis is really the only guy there, especially with uh, Jabari being out probably until, like, February. So I am, I gotta say, I am, I am a little disappointed. I'm just looking at his assists. Like, even pre-All-Star, post-All-Star, he didn't crack six assists. I mean, it's 5.5 and 5.3 assists, which... For his position, that's nice. But, like, when you speak of Giannis, everybody, I think, thinks, like, oh, eight assists a game. So, I mean, 5.5 assists, uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, his stats are nuts all across the board, but it's just one of those things that catches your eye, like, ooh, he only gets five assists a game? Yeah, I think for me, I'm banking on him getting at least six next next year. Mm -hmm. Because I've kind of seen the progression over his career. If you, if his rookie year, he he didn't, he got like one point six. Second year it was mm-hmm. uh, almost three. Then it was four. This past year it was five point four. So I mean, his stats are going up every single year. Like if you look at his stats, every single year his rebounds have gone up, his assists have gone up, his steals have gone up, his blocks have gone up. So I think he could easily yeah. average close steals, two blocks, six assists. Maybe ten rebounds. Like, I'm just I'm I'm a big fan of uh, drafting guys that have uh, upside to improve their stats. Yeah, I mean he he's the he's the AD of what two years ago when you know everybody yeah. was like yeah. oh AD is about to get three blocks. You know he's shooting threes in the off season. I think the hype is real. Yeah, um, yeah AD was so hype, man. That was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. One one thing about Cat is. I thought about it today. He, I mean, with KD moving to Golden State, you were like, okay, KD's already an established player. He's been the MVP. He's scored 30 points a game, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
I feel like Cat is young, and that whole team is young. He really hasn't been the kind of the face of the franchise for four or five years like Katie was. So I think this transition with like getting Jimmy, getting Teague, man, the more I think about it, the yeah. more I, I, I kind of am inclined to go like, mm, it's going to take him or that whole team like half a season to be like, all right, Cat is our best player. And for him to be comfortable to go, you know what, Jimmy, give me the ball. I'm going to still put up my 25, 12. So yeah. that's why I'm leaning towards that's why I'm leaning towards AD because AD played with Cousins and he still put up like 29 and 12 in the blocks. And you know yeah, when I you're when you make... Go ahead. Oh, um well, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think it kind of it's actually kind of similar to Curry last year. Um mm-hmm. when I picked Curry and then KD goes there. And it took a couple months for Curry to kind of get going. And then kind of he was pretty much back after like January or so. So I think you might see something like that with Cat. I think uh, ultimately, I think AD versus Cat comes to you get the little extra durability with Cat. AD's probably going to have better numbers mainly because of the new teammates. AD gets more defensive stats. Cat gets the threes and slightly better percentages. That's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're getting a great guy either way, but it's just and and I yeah. think for me it goes a little a little more into the fandom. You know, I like the AD, and I think it's for me it's easier to trade AD. I think Cat even last year when he was killing for Seth, I mean, he was getting those 25, 18 rebound games, couple of threes, and I didn't feel like people were going crazy about him. But with AD, you know, he'll have 30, 15, seven blocks three steals and the whole league just goes, Oh my God, you know, I'll give you three right away. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, yeah I, so I think there's a little, the little aspect of that where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling towards him. Yeah. So, I think I, I, think I you, owned AD last year when he had that huge game, that first like game of the season against Denver, he had like 50 some points. I want to say like seven steals and like two blocks or something like that. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that and that's the thing with him. He he can sneak. He gets those steals. Where you know. Um, all right, so let's yeah, move on to your boy. To your boy, Steph My boy. Curry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be really hard for me not to take him. It's uh, it's something I I think about all the time, man. I don't know if I want to get a big or if I have to take Steph. Stats so stats it's, it's put him in. Yeah, I mean, stat-wise, he's he's top five, and it's not even a question. I mean, five point, what is he? Four point three three is a game. Yeah. Seven point. It was a down year. He has seven point two assists after the All Star. Two point two steals. I mean, anybody but Steph Curry puts that, and we're like, oh my god, this guy's number one. Don't even think about it. I mean, honestly, the only reason. I'm not taking him or not thinking about taking him is literally just because of trade value. And I'm confident that I could easily trade for him after the draft. So that's like yeah, the main yeah. reason why I don't really want to take him at five. Cause I know I could send three for him after the draft. It would be like, it wouldn't be a nice three. It'd be like Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder and Abaka. <laughs> Some three like that. No, it's true. And I think, I think with Curry, you can always kind of get him. He'll have one of those, maybe a game or two, where KD or Clay dominates and he has a week where it's like, you know, 20 points a game, five assists, and maybe he shoots a little 
his shooting touches off. So maybe that's the opportunity to get him. He's one of those guys that you can sneaky maybe trade for at some point. Yeah, definitely. All right, so moving on, Kawhi, who I my favorite player, but I don't know, man, always misses games. Uh, the numbers, especially second half of the season, I mean, I know he was a little injured, were not that impressive. So I I probably leave Kawhi if I had nine, ten. I mean, at nine, Kawhi versus John Wall, who do you take? Or me personally, I think, in there too. Me personally, I think I think as I told you earlier, like I really value the nine cat guys that kind of fill it up across the board. Like Kawhi, if you look at his stats, like even if he was bad in the second half, like he helps in every category a little bit. Like if you look at his his whole line, it's it's like that's pretty nice to look at. But I think he's not no he's not flashy. No one really wants him. I mean, like you said, I think he was a second rounder maybe after the all-star break or something like that so and then yeah the rest is a factor the injuries are kind of a factor but i think boogie's numbers are probably more impressive but his the problem with him is that he's just kind of inefficient like he's a center that shoots 46 percent from the field and mm-hmm. 75 76 or something free throw and turns the ball over four times a game which is pretty crazy so even if everything yeah. else is really nice I agree. I I think Cousins has the ability for every amazing game that he puts up. He has those weeks where he just goes, you know, six for 28. Um, I I don't really know, you know, how often he did that in in New Orleans. But just remembering him from from Sacramento, I mean, he at the beginning of last season, he killed Mel's field goals. I mean, Mel had Giannis and he had a couple other guys, but he had Cousins who just negated everything Giannis did. Yeah. I think a guy um, like Cousins, though, would go so perfect with, like, Russ or Harden or someone like that. Like, that's, yes, like, a perfect yes. fit. Yeah. And the, and the, and I go back to that. Uh, you know, it, it all really depends who you take. Like, if you take Russ, Cousins is your guy. Like, you, you hope he falls to you. Like, you know, if yeah. you look at Jokic or, Jokic or Cousins, like, you go Cousins, man. Like, you don't care about yeah, Jokic's definitely. 54% field goal. Yeah. All right, so speaking definitely. of Jokic, uh, where, do you, where do you stand with the Jokic, Gobert, LeBron, CP3, Whiteside? Um, me personally, I like CP the most in that group. Um, just because I think I just, I've just seen what he's done in the past and Point guards that are going to flirt with 10 assists a game are too valuable, especially when he's getting you 19, 18, 19 points, two steals, great free throws, even contributes in the rebounds. So, and I think in Houston he'll get a lot more threes as well. So, mm-hmm. I think people are down on CP just because he's playing with Harden now. But at the end of the day, he was playing with Blake Griffin last year. He's always been playing with another another great teammate. So I think he's still going to be really solid. They're going to stagger his minutes. So I think CP is still going to be really nice. Honestly, if, when I was talking about trading the number two, I was hoping to maybe get CP back in the trade. So I definitely definitely high on CP. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I'm looking at his numbers. He played 32 minutes a game last, or th- yeah, not even like 31 points a minutes a game. So that's it's not like he played you know 40 minutes a game. So those those are low minutes for him. 
um, still shot 48%. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm big on CP, I'm, and that's that's my thing. That's why I'm trying to move up because I just have a feeling Ali is going to take him, and I want one of those elite point guards to combine with the big that I take. Um, as yeah. far as as far as Jokic, Gobert, honestly, I'm not as big as I think everybody else, like especially Gobert. Um, yeah, I, I'm not as big on I, Gobert White, but I think they should slip a bit. Yeah. I mean, I like I like guys that contribute a little more. Like at that point, shoot, man, I, uh, let me see who's out here. Yeah, like I'd rather have Isaiah Thomas, I feel like, or even Damian Lillard, Paul George. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I think I'd rather have Paul George than than go Bear or Whiteside or even Jokic. I, I think. Yeah, I I agree definitely with with go Bear and Whiteside, but that's just because I don't like the free throw percent on those guys. And you're also just getting a guy that's like fourteen, fifteen points a game as a center. So, I mean, I I just don't like the. I think the free throw is too much of a negative, and then the fact that they don't obviously not going to hit threes and their points are pretty low. And they're not getting seals either, so they're kind of limited. But you know what worries me about, especially Gobert, is that I don't think he gets those 14, 15 points. I think I think Hayward defenses were so concerned about him and what he does that, he, you know, he, Rudy was getting a lot of those putbacks, a lot of those easy dunks off of Hayward creating a distraction. Like who in, on that team is going to be a threat offensively where Gobert is left alone for an alley-oop or something. That, I'm concerned yeah, I mean, that. I think guys that are, are going to kind of try to fill that role that are kind of sleepers, but no one's going to be able to do it. I think that a couple of guys are going to see some nice bumps in Utah, but I don't think anyone's going to be able to replace it. Yeah, and I mean, especially now you have a point guard who can't shoot threes. So you that's a no threat in, in, uh, what's yeah. name? in Rubio. Rubio, yeah. And I mean, like, okay, so your team is going to be outside of um, maybe one, two, three-point shooter, and you don't have a post player. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big on Gobert unless I have to take him. But yeah, I'm, I'm passing yeah. on him. Um, all right, so let's look at this next group. I'm in the 16s, so it's the whole Jimmy Butler, Isaiah Thomas, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Ah, to me. I don't know. I really, I like. I haven't really thought that much into like the round this round because honestly, I don't think I have a pick here. So. Yeah, yeah, I I haven't either. Cause same reason. And but and uh, I, don't know I, if think, I, can... uh, I think Dame Dame's a nice value for sure. Oh yeah, uh, his his numbers was were great second half of the season, and I think I saw his steals were like one point three, one point four. Yeah, 1.3 steals post-All-Star. I mean, and almost 30 points a game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nice. I think if if Dame can get, you know, close to 1.5 steals, man, picking him like mid-second or even late-second, that's a steal. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. I think the only difference between he and, he and Curry is really the the one steal – and the field goal percentage. Other than that, mm-hmm. and then obviously Curry gets like one more three. But other than that, you know, they're pretty close. Yeah, and, and, and Dame shot almost 47% from the field, you know, post-All-Star. So, I mean, that's that's nice for a guard like him that's, 
primarily taking jump shots. Yeah, that's really nice, actually. Yeah, I mean... I think he was I top five, actually, I... after All-Star. Oh, wow. Interesting pick that I just see here is Kemba Walker, man. Holy crap. Like, he's... I don't think he's wanted by anybody, but if you look at his stats... Let me see. I think he shot, like, 3.5 threes. <laughs> Guess what? Post-All-Star, yeah. three, 3.8 threes a game he made. Yeah, he was really nice after All Star break too. I don't think anyone wants him though, because you, uh, you, you always bashed Kemba hella, especially last year. <laughs> <laughs> hella. Well, I mean, if you look at his field goals, like forty three percent. Ah, man, that's yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to see if we is there anybody else that we talk. I think Hayward, obviously. I, I think he'll be the same. Um, yeah. I, I do. I think they I have do like Lowry, Chris. Draymond too low. Ah, I've I've never been a fan of Draymond. I think with Draymond, it it's it's going back to what you said. There's categories that you're just giving up on him. You know, the field goal percentage, yeah. even the free free throws, uh, points. So he's a specialist to me. Yeah, he is. I think I think you if you pair him with the right guy though, I think he'd be really good. Like. I think if you were to get Giannis in the first and then like LBJ and then Dre, like that would be a great start to a team. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I, I like for me, like I like Dre in the third, but I don't like him in the second mainly because of the points. And I just like taking two elite scores in the first couple of rounds. But I think Dre is definitely worth like a late, a mid, late third. Yeah, but would you take Conley and Larry over him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. Especially Lowry. I, I would take. Especially yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd take. I'd. I'd even take Kemba over him, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. But I'm biased. I've never been a Draymond fan in fantasy. Um. Yeah. All right. So I think. All right. Let's discuss Zinger for a second, then I think we'll move on to the other topics. At thirty. What do you think? I think that's a that's a good that's probably a good value in our league for him, and that but that's probably about where he'll finish, in my opinion. I just think um, as nice as his stats are, I think he's probably one of the most overhyped guys, uh, mm-hmm. along with Embiid. Uh, I, obviously, those threes and blocks are really nice, uh, but again, he shoots forty four percent from the field. His rebounds, he's seven foot three, and he gets seven rebounds a game. Uh, he could take a step forward, but he's also known to get injured, so he's kind of risky. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, um, and I assume Melo is gone. So even with Melo being gone, I don't know. I mean, he, to me, he's too small. He sh- sh- very bad field goals to me for a big. Um, 1.13 post All-Star, and that's when Melo was pretty much shut down. So uh, seven and a half rebounds. Sure, the blocks are there, but I I don't take, like, second round, early second, I don't think I take him. You know, maybe beginning yeah, of third mean, round if you... Yeah, I mean, to me, he's but, like... the diff- What's the difference between he and, like, someone like Abaka? 
like it's not like a huge difference that to justify going like a three round difference is it like is it that much of a difference to you uh, i no no absolutely not i mean and and i think that's what you got to think can can you get somebody a couple of rounds down that or even him and 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 mark Gasol? yeah i mean yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I definitely, I'm looking at his game log, and there's games where he had three rebounds, five rebounds, six rebounds. Yeah, I, I don't understand how you can be a center in the NBA and average six, five, six rebounds a game, like well, Brook and Mark. As, as nice yeah, as Brook, Brook and Mark are, but, like, that's that's pretty bad. Well, it w- to me, it would make sense if both of them were just, like, gunning, to, you know, in a, on a fast break. Like, okay, I don't really care about a rebound. Somebody else is going to pick it up. But they're not. They're both just slow. Yeah, very slow. All right, so let's move on. I think we've got through that. Five guys that you think are going to be either considerably or just slightly better than, you know, what we think, what we're projecting, and what the kind of the ESP and Yahoo ranks are, and Mike, of course. All right, uh, I'll start with, uh, obviously, Dennis Schroeder with Millsap and Dwight gone. Like, he's going he's gonna to score a lot, I think, this year. I put up some pretty nice stats. His field goal percent is probably going to be pretty bad. I'll we'll probably turn it over a lot. But, again, if you compare him with a guy like Russ or Harden, you know, he's going to have a lot of value to you. Um, I think similar, I think D'Angelo Russell in Brooklyn is a really nice pick. Uh, I think he's he's only played 28 minutes a game with the Lakers last year, so put up like 16 and six. We'll get you some nice threes and steals, and I think he's the number one option on that team. So he'll probably get a lot of run there. Um, as far as other guys, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, some of those rookies I think are are pretty nice. I think they they might be worth taking. I like Dennis Smith and Lonzo, especially Lonzo for his assists, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think he's going to get reached on too much, so I don't think I'll be able to get him. Oh, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. take him until, like, a pick in the 60s or 70s. I feel like someone like Moua might take him, like, in the 50s or something, so I don't think I'll have a chance at him. But um, I think he kind of he reminds me of, like, I'm trying to think. He kind of reminds me of, of Rubio a little bit. With oh, yeah, 100%. Bring to your team. Um Maybe with maybe with some more threes, but I mean I think the stats will be pretty similar actually. His free throw might be a little bit worse and his turnovers might be higher, but I think they'll be pretty similar stats wise, especially like just this rookie year. Um Quinn Capella is a great pick. He's gonna get a ton of lobs with C P three there. Ten now. minutes. Um yeah, definitely. And I think lastly, I think I'd say like Oladipo would be a really good pick too. Because he was horrible last year, I don't think people are going to be high on him. And in Indiana now, he's probably like their best scorer. So I think that gives him some room to bounce back. I agree. I'm, I have, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. I'm with you. I'm I'm looking at his stats. Post All Star, he played 33 minutes a game, which is what you'd probably expect him to play in. in with the Nets. Field goal obviously low, but guess what? 2.5 threes a game, 80% free throw, almost two steals and 18.5 points. 
His steals are very under, I, underrated. Absolutely. I take any, and he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy, I hope he drops. But I, I think if whoever listens to this pod, I think they might, our chat might jump on him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like yeah, this guy I was, a lot. And, and he, he was one of the guys I really didn't want to talk about, to be honest, but I did same, anyway. Same, Also, <laughs> so. my, my couple guys, I think Blake Griffin is going to have a big year. I, I think yeah. we've seen we've seen yeah. that without without uh, CP3, dude Blake Blake can get like six seven assists. I'm I'm 100% confident in that. So if you can get I him in the fourth round, I mean that's great, definitely. Yeah, and a couple other guys, Booker from Phoenix. I think he's he's done the whole scoring thing. I think this year he concentrates more on making guys better. I mean, I'm still not a big fan because of you know volume shooting and just horrible field goals doesn't really contribute anywhere else. But I think this might be the year where he goes. You know what? I got to get involved defensively. I got to get more assists. Um, and uh, also two other guys, Wiggins. I think it's going to be a bounce back year for him. I think actually all these additions are going to kind of lower the. You know, I need to score the ball. We're down by two. It's up to me. I think he's going to get more open shots. He's crazy athletic. I think his field goals go up. Maybe he gets more steals because Jimmy's there, Teague is there. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind getting Wiggins and then D12. Believe it or not, I'm a believer in D12 now. <laughs> I, I remember I, that. Yeah, I, you had D12 last year. I, 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 think, I think, I mean, obviously the free throws are still there, but Kemba, Batum... Oh, that whole structure in 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 uh, on that team, like Kemba's not really a selfish guy. He doesn't mind passing. He knows he's not the star point guard that Kyrie and Lillard are. So I think Dwight Dwight might be nice on that team, man. Like I think they might go through him, and and his scoring might go up, his rebounding. And if Dwight is happy, shit, man. Even even blocks, we might see Dwight at you know two two blocks a game. Yeah, that would that'd be pretty nice. But are you are you prepared to punt free throws if you take him? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, if you if you do, uh, I, I would not be surprised if Dwight Dwight has a bounce back here. I mean, I don't know if I would take him depending on who I have. But yeah. You know. All right. So yeah. now let's do the opposite. Yeah. Couple 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 right. guys that you think are just overhyped, or you you know. Um, they won't really have a, a year as good as everybody thinks. Uh, I think, uh, well, I, th- I already mentioned Zinger and Embiid. Um, well, I already mentioned Zinger, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw Embiid in there specifically because we've been talking about him going second round. Like there's mm-hmm. too many good guys to take. There's too many good guys to take a second round and he's in like third round. To me, he's like a late third guy. Um, but I wouldn't take him second round. I think I just all talk in the chat probably about taking him second round, but if you're going to take him second round, that's you're probably not going to have a very good year, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I think this, with Zinger, what I said with with him is, I mean, again, it's just like the injuries, the field goal percentage, the rebounding isn't that good. So that's not why. That's why I'm not, not all that high on him. Um, I think. Um, there's some guys that I don't I don't know if I don't know if Covington will be hyped because of the what he did last year, but he's got too many guys competing with him now. So I think I think I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him probably till really late, which is where he went last year. But 
if you saw the numbers he put up last year, it was just ridiculous. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I probably wouldn't touch just because of all the competition there. Um, uh, Lonzo, I mentioned, he's definitely going to be overhyped. I, I think a lot of the rookies are going to be overhyped. I think Dennis Smith is going to be overhyped because of what he did in summer league. I still think he's going to be really good, but again, he's going to be too overhyped to draft probably. Yeah, yeah like and, what um, value are you getting him at? If 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 it's me, I I think he should go in the sev- in like the seventies range. Same, I think the mm-hmm. earliest I would ever take a rookie is in the seventies. To be honest, um, there's too many good guys still before those picks. So, do you agree with that, or what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I agree. I think I um, I Zinger is on my list too. I think I'm you know he's not bad, but I think he's just overhyped. Um, and I'm I'm on the same line with you. With I I literally put down all Philly guys. <laughs> I think all of them are going to be <laughs> yeah o- o- overhyped, overdrafted. None of these guys have played with each other, so it's like come on, they're all nineteen twenty. Um, so I but I'm looking at Embiid's numbers, and let me just read this off to you: forty six percent from the field, one point two threes. He averaged eight rebounds and guess what? Two point five blocks with twenty points a game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oof. To me, it's hard to pass. It's definitely hard to pass. If if I knew he was gonna play majority of back to back games, he doesn't have to play every single one if they have you know four games in or whatever. But if I knew that, I'd take him second round. But I I heard that they're they're probably going to do the similar thing to last year, which is back to backs. They're going to rest him, and if that's the case, man, I'm staying away. Yeah, I think you have to know that to to take him second round. You have to know that he's playing in pretty much every game because if if he's mm-hmm. if he's missing like every if he's playing like three out of four games, I mean, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that you're losing out on a lot. So when you could have had someone yeah. that's playing every game, so. Um, so I've got two guys. Over- I've got two guys. I've got two guys that might surprise you. I've got Depot, who I looked at his stats when he played in in Orlando when he was the quote unquote star. I mean, eighteen points, four rebounds, four assists, horrible field goals, one point seven steals, sure, but. I feel like people might reach for him just because, oh, my God, he's got his own team now. And also, I've got his teammate, Miles Turner, as as a guy that's going to be overhyped. I, I don't see him as a Anthony Davis. I don't see him as a, a big that can get his own shot. I feel like he's more of a, you know, I'll pass you the ball, you take a mid-range, or you'd get a dunk. So yeah, not not having a point guard or Paul George or somebody who's an offensive threat, I don't think he's going to be as big as we you know everybody else thinks he is. I think obviously stats are going to go up, but I I don't know if he's worth second round or you know beginning of third. Yeah, I think I think with with Paul George gone, I think everyone kind of expects him to have like just like bow up and dominate but again I agree with you I don't think he's that kind of player that he's just gonna dominate and take over games like to me he's he kind of is what he is like he might get some extra shots he might get more points that way but 
he's not someone that you go to consistently to score. So I think he, his value is going to be in his blocks, obviously, and that's why he's ranked that high. But again, I, I think he's yeah. like, I think he's a third rounder, though. I think he's a late third guy. Yeah, rookies we kind of touched upon. Um, you know me, I know ne- I I'm never a believer in rookies. Uh, although I do like the same guys that you mentioned. I like Lonzo and I like Smith, but I'm not reaching for either one. Honestly, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Rubio than Lonzo, even though they might put up similar stats. But at least with Rubio, I know I'm I'm getting what he always gives you, which is yeah. you know a couple of steals, eight nine assists. It's safe. Um, yeah, it's safe. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. I mean, if like you said, if you if you're sitting at seventy and Lonzo is there, or even sixties, sure, take him. Um, but for me to reach in the you know forties, fifties for him, no man. Yeah. No way. No way. I think there's like five uh, though that I really like that I think that have a chance that could be pretty good. Yeah, I mean there's I there's I, a couple of guys Go ahead. I think I think uh I think it starts with Lonzo, DSJ, I think Fultz Fultz isn't gonna be as good as the first two, just because uh, he's not gonna be like probably the number one option probably or as high of a, as important of an option as they as they will be, so I think he won't be as good for those reasons. But he'll still be nice. Um, I think uh, Fox has a chance, but the problem with him is he doesn't hit threes. So I think he's he's kind of gonna he's gonna put up nice numbers, but it's not gonna translate that great to fantasy right away. And then I think uh, John Collins uh, in Atlanta could chance has a chance to start a power forward. He could be a decent sleeper as well. I, I agree. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, get hyped because we really haven't seen any other games other than summer league. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, my strategy has always been stay away, stay away from rookies as much as you can. Um, sure, you're gonna get somebody who's gonna draft one of these guys, and you know, maybe week six, he starts putting up great numbers. But oh well. Yeah, I think they usually blow up. They'll, they'll probably blow up toward the end of the season, but I feel like some people will get impatient. They'll pick one. It might play shitty, and then you'll drop them, and then someone else will pick them up later, and then they'll go, go off with them. So you have to be kind of careful with that, I think. Yeah. Got to be patient. All right. So let's let's talk about our last thing, which was um, best GMs to trade with, and not necessarily somebody you can get a deal with, but, you know, an easy deal with, but hey, you know what, you really need a trade. You're one trade away from what you think will complete your team. I can go to this guy, and he's always, regardless if he's first or last, he'll always listen. Um, that that being number one and, you know, the worst guys being, hey, you know, I'm losing a trade 100%, but I need his scrub guy, um, and he's not even paying attention. Well, I'll be honest. I think we got a lot of stingy guys in the league that just yeah, don't yeah. like trading, but... Uh, they, I mean, they still do, but most most people have to feel like they're winning 100% to trade. I think Zilla is by far the easiest guy to trade with, cause, mainly just because he wants to trade, because I feel like he needs to trade to live. So mm-hmm. um, he he's definitely number one, probably for me. Um, Mirnis is pretty easy to trade with. He's usually pretty open. I think you're pretty easy to trade with. Um, I think Ollie is, Ollie is hard to trade with. Uh, Z is pretty hard to trade with. Seth is very hard to trade with. <laughs> Mel Mel is very hard to trade with. Um, 
Mua you can trade with, but it has to be like he has to have the idea. You can't come to him. He has to come to you. If you go to him, oh, yeah. he's not. He's going to say no. <laughs> so uh, I think Amit you can trade with, but he's like he's kind of similar to Mua. I think. I think he has to be in the right mood. Am I forgetting? I agree. Anyone? I agree. I th- no, I think. I think. Yeah, Zilla, you, Midness, I think, you know, and myself usually do most of the trades anyway. Um, I, I'd, I'd put us in one bucket. I think Zaid and Mel are, I'd put them in the same bucket, meaning when they're winning, like, don't bother. Don't bother going to them with trades because they feel like, okay, that's, you know, my team is set. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm sitting one, two, three. Um, to me, the bottom, Seth, hands down. Seth, yeah. Seth, I don't know. No way. I don't know that he's the. I don't. I don't know that he's the worst. I think to me the most frustrating person to trade with is Muha, because Muha, there there will be a free agent that hasn't even put up the stats, but there is rumors that he's gonna put up the stats, and Muha will pick him up and go, "You're like LeBron James for him," and Muha's like, "No, no, no. In three games, he's gonna put up the stats," and you're like, "Muha, he hasn't even played yet." So. He's by far the most frustrating guy to trade with. Um, yeah, Ahmed is just you know I, I don't even bother. Um, but yeah, I think I think Alia also I, I and I can't get Alia. I don't know if he just doesn't want to trade or you know he's not interested or. But yeah, I think Muha, Seth, and Alia are the bottom three as far as. Hey, I need to trade. Let me go to these guys. I think uh, I think Z actually kind of summed it up best yesterday with with Alia like. With him, like, you have to make sure, like, when trading with him, Ollie is just going to be, like, he's going to think you're screwing him over if mm-hmm. uh, you accept an offer of his right away. And and then if you say no, he's going to think you're being too greedy. So it's, like, <laughs> there's no way to really win with him. Like, you, know, you have to, like, play a mind game with him to make him do a trade. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, all right, my man. It was a pleasure having right. you on. I think this yeah, is a great pod. You know, shit, we're, we're like yeah. 45 minutes in, dude. Yeah, this is a long pod. I hope Viber, yeah, all right, uh, man. Uh, not Viber uh, Anchor can upload it all. Oh, absolutely. All right, man, till next time. Till next time, appreciate it. All right.